The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. That's right. We're back. UFC 262 in the books. We have a new lightweight champion in Charles Oliveira. And we're here to talk with all of you about everything that happened tonight in Houston, Texas. This is the UFC 262 post-fight show. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed the card. It was pretty crazy, pretty chaotic, and it ended in emphatic fashion. Also joined... By the Prince of Positivity, Alex K. Lee. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here and I'm feeling positive. Feeling positive. I love a lot of the things we saw tonight. Good. And on the ones and twos, we got Casey Lydon. Go ahead, Casey. I'm just wondering, is AK, AK, are you inside an egg? What is this? I'm inside. Yeah, I'm inside an egg. I'm actually inside of an egg. Uh, I find it's a, it's a good recording studio. I like the, I like the acoustics in it. Uh, I'm inside. Yes, I'm inside a, a massive egg. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, kind of like the pre-fight shows, we like to turn it over to the peeps. We're going to do that for most of this program as well. Uh, me and Casey already sort of responded to the main event, but AK, you are now here. We have a new champion in Charles Oliveira. The fight was bananas. Oliveira takes Chandler's back. Looks like things are getting pretty dicey. Chandler explodes out. Drops all hurts Oliveira badly, almost finishes the fight, and then the second round begins. And old New Bronx, 19 seconds into the second round, puts Michael Chandler away. Crazy fight. Your thoughts on the finish and Oliveira having that championship belt wrapped around his waist. Charles Oliveira, I tweeted this earlier. He is the he is now the best lightweight in the world. That's right. I I've been I've been. I'm, I've been trumpeting this all week. 
I've been saying this since the Ferguson fight that I, I thought he at least has a claim to it. Obviously, uh, Habib still existed, was sort of still a thing at the time. Uh, so, you know, he couldn't be number one. But I was like, you know, I'd, I'd said that was a compelling matchup. I'd like to see that. That didn't happen. When I saw he got the vacant title fight, I said, okay, th- this to me is crowns the best. It's great. And, and there's certainly many 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 worthy challenges out there who could who knows who could end this title run before it begins dustin poirier justin gaethje again if people want to talk about patricia pitbull because he beat chandler well i guess actually that's that's out of the equation now we don't really have to discuss that because chandler didn't win so really we're talking thinking Oliveira, poirier gaethje and say conor gregor he beats poirier let's be honest if we're doing mma math so there, there there's names you know there's names out there there's contention but it's a great moment i mean we should really should just focus on him what an amazing fight that was i think that's i know it was only a one round fight in 19 seconds that's one of my favorite fights of the year it was just so so good and so high level uh and congrats to both guys for for putting on an awesome fight and uh but especially to do for, to do bronx for really fulfilling this potential that so many people said he had and 28 in his 28th UFC fight, he gets the job done. So just an amazing story. Yeah. Couldn't really said it better. Um, Casey, I just want to get your reaction to one thing Charles Oliveira said at the press conference, because I thought he knocked out of the park, but I found it very interesting that he was asked about, you know, can you finally say that you're no longer a featherweight and he still, has not closed the door on this. Like this is this is something else. Like, what, what did you think of that response from Charles Oliveira saying, "Like, listen, if the UFC called me tomorrow and said you want to go back to forty-five, I would take it." That's kind of my favorite part about Charles Oliveira, and also maybe like the biggest problem with him is from from a promoter standpoint. Um, like, I don't like he's not a forty-fiver. He wasn't. He he wasn't highly successful at 45 he looked horrible at 45 like his body like like i i actually when i kind of my kind of pre-fight critique uh, analysis of what i thought was going to happen i kind of kind of was questioning um charles oliver's durability against you know high level fighters but i really think i was i was thinking uh, thinking of the featherweight charles oliver who clearly doesn't have the same durability as the 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 gentleman that we saw tonight fight Michael Chandler. So um yeah, just Charles Oliver, he's he's a quirky dude. That's all. He's a quirky dude. <laughs> but he is the UFC champ, and according to AK Lee, the best 55er in the world. Yeah. I mean, in in some people's eyes, that still remains to be seen. I think right now it's you know, to quote our good friend Mark Ramundi, it's a legitimate champion right there. He's a legitimate champion. That was a hell of a performance. He got it done. And uh, lots of options, lots of big fights awaits Mr. Dubronx whenever that time comes. Seems like he's kind of likes the idea of fighting Connor, just planting those seeds. He was kind of like, no, he kind of no sold it. And then. Then he went after it a little bit and said, "I'll put <laughs> him on then, his ass." But then, but then his um the pocketbook and his brain went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing, Charles? <laughs> let's 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 make this fight happen." Yeah, back up the Brinks truck <laughs> yeah, and get back, back on the microphone <laughs> and respond to that. So, big win for Oliveira. Tough, tough night for Michael Chandler. Just you, you feel for the guy. He almost had the fight won. He was so close, but that's if, fighting, man. If there's a way to lose, though. I would kind of say my, this was maybe the best way to lose for Michael Chandler in the sense that, like we talked about this on the, during the post-presser, um, if, the, if they fought 50 times 
I'm sure it'll, it'll go 25, 25 each way and it'll be 50 different outcomes, you know, just 50 different fights. So, um, there, there was nothing in this fight that suggested Michael Chandler didn't deserve this fight or can't hang with the top, the top level dudes in the UFC. Nothing that suggests that, um, it's just, uh, Charles Oliver won tonight. And, uh, like Michael Chandler said 2000 times, he should have zigged when he zagged. <laughs> Chandler was a bad referee stoppage away from becoming the left. Because in the first round, when he really badly hurt uh, Oliveira, and Oliveira dropped to his knees, uh, I believe now looking back that it was intentional for Oliveira. He was dropping mm-hmm. down to, to you know change, change levels, change positions, and you know get a takedown. Uh, but I thought for a second, I'm like, man, there are other uh, referees who I won't name who might have read that the wrong way. Especially since uh, Chandler landed some shots on him. It's not, like, it's not like Chandler stopped swinging. As soon as he dropped to his knees, Chandler was still tagging him. There are other referees who might have said, oh, this guy's hurt. I'm going to jump in and save him. Thank goodness that didn't happen. Uh, Dan Mergliata, a very solid veteran. Now, he's had his mistakes here and there, as any referee has, but uh, he read the situation perfectly. He knew he knew the, who the, you know, he knows the fighters that are involved. He knows Oliveira is a, a, course, a ground guy. He's going to go for that. So uh, I, but I was scared for a moment. I thought, oh no, is this going to get stopped? And even in the moment, I'll be honest with you, I, I probably wouldn't have complained uh, yeah. at the time. It's why, it's why after like Oliveira shot, I'm, I'm sure if that happened, Oliveira would have shot right up and been like, no, I'm fine. And so I wouldn't have complained, but it was, that was touch and go for that, like that, that five second window in there. So, but thankfully that, that didn't happen. And I think we got the rightful winner. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think we yeah. said we said that too. Like, if that fight would have been stopped, I think we would have complained it was early stoppage. But mm-hmm. we also said, well, I've seen it earlier. <laughs> so yeah, we've yeah. seen it earlier. Don't that, get put in that position. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you can't put yourself in that position. But man, that's just I'm I'm like I'm actually like literally kind of tired right now just because I think of the <laughs> the emotion of watching that fight. It's just you know what I mean. It's just like I'm just like Ugh, like that. So. Yeah, I'm just um, I, I I just didn't expect such a, uh, I I kind of thought coming to this fight, even though Oliver of course could win, but I really thought it was gonna be one way traffic though. I thought once one fighter kind of took control, that's where it was going, and um, I was wrong. I was I I, I man, it was I was wrong, and it was one of those times like it's fun to be wrong. Yeah, Michael Chandler was a Chris Tyone or a Keith Peterson away. <laughs> From being the UFC lightweight champion, right? I now. was I wasn't naming names, Mike. <laughs> I wasn't Mike, naming names. Mike, Mike, now we've just that naming out, names. Now. We're never going to get an exclusive Chris Tayoni now. Jeez. If I was naming names, I obviously would have said Irv Dean. But <laughs> again, I'm not, so I didn't. Okay. I didn't oh say man. That. All right. What are Go, what are the peeps saying? Go Let's go to the peeps. peeps. We're, we're ready for the peeps. Let's go yeah. Why you pull that up? Casey, let me say one last thing. The whole card, I gave it a solid seven point five out, out, of, out of out of not out of ten out of a potential eight point five. I want to. I know people didn't see the my gymnastics scoring <laughs> thing earlier this week, but I said this card had eight point five potential if everything went right. I thought it was a very good card overall, so I'll go seven point five. And I think if people watch it again. Uh, maybe without commentary, they'll have a, a they'll appreciate sort of the Bontarine Schnell fight, which I thought was yeah, great. That was weird. Uh, I, I that thought, was a great I thought the fight. Commentators were kind of. It was weird. Yeah, I, I was like, this is a fine fight. It's just maybe. Just, and, and I, don't, I, I just that, don't think they I knew who they were. I don't think they knew who. They I didn't were. hate. I didn't hate the Chukagian fight. I didn't hate the. Chikagian, I, I know it was a, a Caitlin Chukagian fight. I know it's become very, uh, um, at least among us in the media, very like uh, you know on vogue to make fun of kind of her very active, not necessarily super impactful style. I actually thought she fought really, I thought her jab looked amazing today. 
I thought her jab was effing up uh, our the left side of our face. So I thought Higgin looked good today. I, I'm just gonna be honest. I know I know that people like to make fun of her style, but I thought that was decent. I thought she lost the fight. I'm not like I'm not screaming robbery. Whoa. I scored it for Arujo, yeah. but I just close. But I thought Arujo won the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. I definitely thought she won round two. Yeah, I'm doing one of those close fight, not a robbery type things. I, yeah, it's I, definitely I, not a robbery. Yeah. The 30-27 for Chikagian, tomfoolery. That is a that no, is I don't a know garbage that's scorecard. <laughs> and uh, Barbosa Burgos obviously lived up to the hype. That was just fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. So good, so good. Oh, you know, okay, we have because we haven't got any questions on it, and I think I got forgotten all the mess. Can we talk about the biggest robbery of the night, Mister Heck? Yes, let us talk about the biggest robbery. Real if quick, we can, real quick. kind of a kind of a cliffhanger yeah. on uh, on the other on the post fight press conference show. So we talked about Houston being a potential robbery hub because of the judges. We saw some crappy scorecards, but there were no like all out robberies tonight. The one robbery I think we can discuss was in the bonuses because no disrespect to Christos Giagos, that was a great win. Another guy who battled back from adversity because Sean Soriano looked pretty darn good on the feet in the first round of that fight. Gets a submission win, gets $75,000. Charles Oliveira, $75,000, rifle, rightfully so. Fight of the night, Shane Burgos versus Edson Barboza. Why the hell did Andre Muniz not get a $75,000 bonus tonight? I mean, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? That is a... To quote the great Gorilla Monsoon, that is a miscarriage of justice. That might be submission of the year. That, that, that that's gonna be that's gonna be hard to beat as far as submission of the year. To freaking break Jacare's arm in like what three minutes or whatever in a one-sided fight, unreal. And then just I don't know. Come on, come on. I don't. And then they gave it to another submission. I was like, I was good. They must hate submissions. But then they gave it to another submission that was well cool. Jeez, man, you didn't break Jacare's dude, arm. Even, dude, even if he didn't break Jacare's arm, you're the right, fact you're right, that exactly. he submitted Jacare in any way should automatically get you a bonus. Automatically. And then the arm breaks just gnarly. But, okay, I mean, well, come on. Go ahead, AK. Here's my devil's advocate. No, I absolutely agree. I, it's forget, <laughs> I If I'm picking between the Giago submission and the and the uh, Muniz submission, Muniz all the way. Oh, first, he submitted Jacare. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Jacare. He broke his arm. That's insane. I can hear uh, the sound. Yeah, the, I hear the sound. Yeah, I do. Just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. So I was just, sorry, while you guys were talking, I was bringing up, I was trying to look at the list of submissions we've had over since, uh, I was going to say in the ESPN era. That goes pretty far back. I wonder if, and this is pure speculation. And again, I'm probably forgetting. I could be forgetting a very recent example that's similar. I don't know. Are they, because it was such an ugly uh, finish, because it was like an arm snapping, uh, are they maybe trying to steer away from, you know, uh, su- such a injurious finish? I know no, that sounds silly. because no, absolutely I mean, not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying remember to look when at Chris other- Weidman's leg went like this? Or something, and then uh-huh. Dana but, uh, White tweeted out the video me. saying, that was "Oh, stupid. look! Look, that look was at stupid. the quickest, the quickest stoppage ever! Didn't even throw a strike." D- Dana hey. White did that, not ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> You're wild. There's a difference. No, there's a difference, right? ESPN would not have tweeted out something like that, right? 
that, tell, that's, me so, tell me so tasteless. <laughs> and just kind of grotesque. Uh, again, uh, oh, people in the comments, please correct me if I'm wrong. If, if there's some other uh, break that happened recently and I'm just completely blanking on it or some like insanely bloody, like brutal finish that got like replayed a million times in the broadcast, uh, please tell me because, yeah, I, I'm just kind of just glancing over the bonuses um, from the last, whatever, 20, 30 events. And it's all a bit of a blur. So, uh, yeah, I'm wrong about these all these things all the time. But that really, that's really my only explanation. I, I have no idea why you wouldn't give Muniz a bonus. That that's that's a, like you said, that could end up being our submission of the year uh, when we make our list at the end. So, yeah, just absurd. I wonder if it's because like Jockeray didn't tap or anything. Like the doctor just caught the break yeah, and I then yeah. stopped the fight. And Jockeray mm-hmm. like was just like, oh, nice submission. <laughs> And like straight face the whole thing, like just got mm. his arm snapped and was just like, "Oh, yeah, nice, nicely done, sir. Let us meet tomorrow for some brunch and a some cup brunch. of coffee." <laughs> like, didn't even like n- n- not a grimace of pain. And then look at Tony no. Ferguson and that heel hook, two totally different things. Oh, don't remind me of that. That was yeah, that looked almost worse. And somehow that kept kept going on. And I don't know. But remember when Nagara got his arm broken by Frank Mir? Yes, he kind of did the same Frank thing. Yeah, it snapped and he just kind of looked at his arm like. Hmm, this must be a malfunction. (laughs) Such is life. (laughs) This is not the first time this has happened. (laughs) Take us to the back and I'll just I'll just I'll just Mel Gibson this thing and just uh, just crank it in. (laughs) Do you can you imagine if the referee like didn't catch that? He would have kept fighting. He would have kept fighting. Oh. But you know, I I I, I appreciated uh, Muniz. Muniz actually Muniz, is that how you pronounce it? Muniz. 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 I said Muniz, yeah. Um I appreciate him kind of going, kind of the jujitsu code. He actually said he let go of the um, submission as soon as he felt the arm break. Because he was, he said in his, I think, post presser, something about, you know, oh, then I could do, if I would have kept going, I, w- I could have done much more serious, like permanent, permanent, permanent mm-hmm. damage. I'm assuming, like, yep. completely ripped the muscles and stuff. So uh, good on him. And um, yeah, and somehow in all this talk, I feel like he is going to be completely kind of forgotten about somehow. And I remember thinking, it's like, oh, man, this guy might be the star of the night. We didn't even talk about him all fight week. I was like, oh, Jacques Ray versus this dude. And who knows? And he's th- who knows how good he is? He, he might mean next Charles Oliveira in a sense. You know, just sure. like this. He's 3-0 now, right? 3-0? Something like in the that. UFC? Yeah. In the UFC? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, one of the reporters asked uh, Dana about, you know, when you signed Charles Oliveira when he was like six years old or whatever, 2,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> did you think, did you know he was going to be a champ? And and I think Dana couldn't even lie. Dana couldn't even go, oh, I saw a potential. Dana was like, you never know. <laughs> and again, who knows? The guy, the Muniz, you know, being Jacques Ray, who knows, like, in a couple years, this guy is going to be the, the guy that, oh, he's 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 going to be a champ. He looks good come, so yeah, far. Yeah, he looks good, man. So I was incredibly impressed. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Casey, can we start yeah. off with this question? I don't know if you see this one from Boyo, Boyo, Boyo. <laughs> what, what, it's what a Chandler. It's a Chandler question. His name is Boyo, Boyo, Boyo. I'm going to scroll up a little oh, bit. Oh, uh, it's a Chandler. The, yes, I actually like this question. Yes, I actually like this question. Okay, here we go. Uh, Chandler was getting a supreme back rub from the UFC <laughs> and it didn't work out. Why can't they just push both fighters equally? Um, uh, I, so, I don't okay. really know how to go ahead. AK. Oh no. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. So I, I know Mike, you've been on, you've been on uh, the post fight press conference for like the last hour. So a little bit sure mind here. Uh, but yeah, so I know I get it. It's a legitimate question because, uh, I think the UFC did an, um, by the way, an excellent job for Oni Chandler. We've talked about it since he was supposed to be, a uh, a backup for the, um, was it for the gate G Habib fight? Yes. Right? He was a backup. Yeah, on Fight Island. They had the promo prepared for that, which is like unseen before for a Bellator guy. Like they almost never even mentioned the word Bellator. And it feels like when they're talking about Chandler, he's like one of the guys that they'll just they'll mention it. They want to mention how accomplished he is and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, great job promoting him. He's very active with the media. So credit goes to him as well. He never says no to like any interviews. He's just, he's just constantly out there, which is, you know, a love hate thing. Some people are sick of his face already and two UFC fights in. Some people are like, oh, this is great. This is the guy the UFC should be pushing. And obviously, uh, the UFC feels that way. So, uh, why don't they push them equally? Well, here's the thing is when, uh, when when you go all in on a fighter and it pays off, the rewards for the UFC are are enormous. So I get it. They probably and look if we were looking back on it, they probably miss more often than not. I mean, look in Ganu in the first uh, Stipe fight, they were pushing him like crazy. It didn't quite work out. Um, we've seen it before. Sage Northcutt, of course, the guy they're pushing for a long time, it just didn't quite work out. But again, when you hit on someone like a McGregor, on a Habib, it. No, nobody remembers the misses. You know, uh, I should say, sorry, the majority of the people who who tune in and 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 get hooked on these stars like McGregor and Habib and all these guys, they don't remember that stuff, and so it doesn't matter. So maybe it didn't work out with Chandler this time around. They can move on to the next guy. Maybe they go. Maybe they get behind Del Bronx now. You know what I mean? So there's as as cynical as it kind of sounds. There's a reason to kind of put all your chips in on one fighter and hope it works out. Otherwise they're the UFC. They can always course correct. There's, there's really no major downside to getting these, these things wrong for them. So um, I totally understand what they do with Chandler. He could still be a star someday. So that, either way, they've maybe have laid the groundwork for it. So um, yeah, in a perfect world, every fighter uh, in these kind of big fights would be pushed equally and fans would, would, would whoever won the fans would get behind that guy and create a star. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, and I think the key word for both of these guys is timing. Like, I just think the timing worked out for Chandler in such a big way. Like, just getting the Dan Hooker fight. Like, I feel I feel like he – and I'm not taking anything away from the win because the, the win was amazing. I think he caught Dan Hooker at the right time. And I'm not saying that Dan Hooker had an off night. I just think maybe he did. 
who, who really knows the answer to that question, but I think he just caught him at, at, on the right card at the right time in the right place. And all of this is just perfect timing. And it's not just the perfect timing. It's how you handle the timing and what you do with the time afterwards. Like Chandler cutting that, pro- if Chandler just goes in there and he's like, ah, oh, thanks. I love the UFC, like great, good stuff. But instead he cuts that Ric Flair promo and like just puts it over the top. And like people remembered that it's such a massive way. Like even, even with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier in the main event and the way that fight ended, people are still talking about Michael Chandler equally as much. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was such a great moment for him. One interesting side note that I just saw from our colleague, Damon Martin on Twitter. I want to get your thoughts on this gentleman. Two judges gave Michael Chandler 10, eight first round. Considering, what do you think about that? Considering, we both we all kind of acknowledge if the ref wanted to stop the fight, we would have been okay. Yeah, I don't have an issue with that. I, I mean, the refs are, I mean, judges com, are, seem to be completely inconsistent with 10 8s are, but that did seem a ten, there did seem to be enough domination, domination and damage in that in that round. So I give it, I give it, I'm okay with it. I thought I thought Oliveira because he had the back control and was doing doing damage from back control too, throwing actually a lot of punches from back control. I thought that he had done enough to not, to avoid getting ten aided, but like like Casey just said, normally a near finish is what we would call a ten eight, and and uh, so maybe because I have the benefit of now looking at the round as a whole, uh, I would I, for me I would still stick with ten nine. But I guess if you're a judge and you're scoring it right after right after that moment too, that's kind of like how the round ended with with uh, Chandler doing so much damage. I could see how ten eight could be on your mind. So I disagree with it. I disagree with it. I don't like it. It's not like it's not even close to being the most egregious scores that we saw no, not at all. <laughs> so I'm in Houston tonight. And I, I also, so, yeah. back to this question by from Boyo, Boyo, Boyo. Um, it's a great handle <laughs> name, a great, by the way. It's a great handle. Uh, um, do you see got behind Chandler? Because Chandler knows how to sell himself. And and I this isn't a critique on Charles Oliveira as a fighter. This is a critique on Charles Oliveira as a prize fighter. We work in this industry. I've seen Charles Oliveira fight probably 28 times now. I think I've seen all of his fights. I know zero about him. I know he wears glasses. I know he's from Brazil. I know he used to train in the States. Now he lives in Brazil. That's really all I know about him. Does he have a family? Does he have kids? I don't I know I know I know he has a little I know he has a rock, you know. <laughs> Did he hold <laughs> the rock? Potato or something? Oh no, maybe it's it a potato. potato. I'm not sure. See, I, I, I don't know. And, and look, if it- I don't, and and that's the part. I know so much about Chandler. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, but I know nothing. And look, about if it Oliver. wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't for the brilliance Guillermo Cruz, who wrote <laughs> a uh, long form on Charles Oliveira this week, which, by the way, people is even more relevant now. For some reason, you didn't read that uh, feature in the lead up to this card. Read, uh, please read Guiz's uh, uh, feature on Charles Oliveira and his upbringing and the insane difficulty that, uh, he he dealt with growing up as, as a child, uh, not, not just financial. There was like, he almost, he couldn't walk. They thought he wasn't gonna be able to walk when he was a child. So, but, but you're right, Casey, before this week, I did not know about any of that stuff. And if it wasn't for Gui, I don't think the UFC does a great job of putting those, at least in, in Charles uh, Oliveira's guys just say, cause normally sometimes they grab some stories and, and, and push them really well. I didn't think they pushed this stuff or dug for this stuff at all. So maybe, maybe I missed it. But I mean, we're pretty. All three of us and, and everyone in the media, we're pretty good at catching these stories when they come by. So one of us would have caught it, and I never hear anyone talking about it again before this week. So 
Yeah, that that is a, a very fair point. You you have to promote yourself a, a bit, a you bit, know, uh, bit, if you're gonna yeah. get that push. Yeah. So that's all. Yeah. I I mean I see a lot of that with Chandler. So yeah. I mean I, I get it I guess, but mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're a fan of Justin Gaethje, totally totally understand you having a gripe with Chandler getting the shot and the promotional push and you know and some of the other newcomers they brought over like remember remember not saying Manel Cape is like at the same level as Michael Chandler in terms of like how how many people know who he is but you know Cape comes in and like secretly becomes the backup fighter for the Figueroa Moreno fight no one knew like anything about him like hadn't even made his debut yet coming over from Ryzen I mean he's 0 2 in the UFC now should be one and one if we're being honest, but still, like he didn't get anything, anything at all. Chandler was getting post; he was getting he, he weighed in as the backup for the Habib Gagey fight. He got an interview during the card with with Anik and and all those in, in DC and those guys. Like they pushed him, and I they should have they should have because you got to build him up. You got to make him feel like he's a big deal, even if especially in this division, like even if you're going to throw him up there against the gauges and stuff like that, you don't want to make it seem like he is the B level fighter or the, the B league fighter. Like people like to say is, and that's just so far from the truth because he mm-hmm. proved it tonight. Yeah. So. But thank you, boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I could say that a million times. <laughs> Let's say it one more, one more so time. So fun. One more time. So fun. <laughs> you say it. Okay. Boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, thank you for the question. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> Who wants this one? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> he's in he's he's in that Cerrone territory right now. I think that's fair to say. Was it who who on between the links said that if Tony loses that they could see Tony versus Cowboy again in a rematch? Was it was it Winning that said that? Yeah, it was, was one uh, the, the awesome Alex. Yeah, yeah, the, the awesome Alex. Um, you know, I remember her saying, "I'm like, I don't know about that." But now, the way I saw Tony performed tonight, well, first of all, I, we let's see how bad Tony's knee is because Benil Darius is a very experienced grappler, and he said that thing popped. That thing is done. So, and from what I recall, I mean, if you pop it like that, like you you can still move on it. But once you put some serious weight on it or some lateral movement, it will slip and you will can be you 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 will it, it, part of his ACL or MCL is torn. There's no doubt. So Tony Ferguson, no matter what, might be out for a, a oh God. I hate saying that, but a year. I mean, well, I know how long he was out last time when we had his we tore his knee. He was only out for like six days or something. So who knows? Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a freak like that. But um, assuming he comes back from his injury. In a in a regular you know, amount of time, jeez, man, I don't know. I I I should probably give up on my like idea that uh, I would like to see him try one seventy because again, obviously, if he's getting handled by uh, lightweights, what's a wrestler? A wrestler at one seventy is just going to crush him, right? But I also think if you match him up the right way, because you know what's funny, we say he's in Cerrone territory, Cerrone was fortunate enough to kind of have a surge, like sort of have a second life after he hit a bit of a slump. He went up to 170. They gave him good, like sensible welterweight matchups. I think Patrick Cote, I think, was in there. I think that was a good one. 
um, uh, Rick Story. So I think you could do the same with Ferguson, right? I think if you give him welterweights outside, like outside the top fifteen in like the twenty thirty range, he can at least have some entertaining fights. I don't think he'll be a contender at one seventy. Let's be, I, I I won't go that far. Um, I don't think he'd have the same kind of success Cerrone had. But it would at least freshen things up for him. Again, uh, kind of avoid this weight cut, I'm sure, which, is, which isn't which is fun to do. And just give him some fun fights. And uh, speaking of fun fights, we have a suggestion. Oh, where did it go? No, I want to read this. Oh, there you go. From Guido to Tony's, who says, why not Tony versus Nick Diaz at 170? I was why thinking not? the same thing. I was thinking the yeah, same thing. Yeah, screw it. That's screw a beautiful, that, that, so that, that is a beautiful fight, sir. That is a beautiful fight. That's fine. I, I, that's I, that's I, that, that is a fine fight. I yeah. I, I enjoy everything. But, I enjoy I enjoy everything about that. But should we worry about uh, Will Ferguson contend for a, a, a UFC title at one seventy or one fifty five ever again? I just think it's not. I, there's probably just no point in discussing it anymore. He's thirty seven years old. He turned thirty seven in February. Uh, he's still, obviously still in great shape. Still a very talented guy, but. A lot of mileage in fight years, and uh, and, and Dana White said it today. It, just, it catches up to everyone, and and there's, that's that's just life. Yeah, I think you just give him, you know, give him give him names like that. If you do Nick Diaz, I'm fine with that. Um, give him somebody like in that range that isn't like a heavy grappler, like a fun stand up fight with a guy that's not just going to like continuously take him down and try to smush him. Like I know it's that's tough, but just fun fights. Where guys will they'll just stand there and fight each other. Tony Ferguson versus Carlos Condit. Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of fun fights. I, I, don't, don't, I don't think what, Car- right? Car- Carlos wants to fight still. He's still a UFC fighter. He's still training every day. I don't think Carlos is gonna be a title contender, you know? But don't, yeah, that's just, those are just kind of fun fights that, you know, now we have the opportunity to make because we don't have, Tony isn't in the run. He's not in the he's not in contender fights. He's just that's just just awesome fight night main events whatever co-mains for pay-per-views or you know just fun fun openers of pay-per-views um yeah but yeah but yeah but i think that the tony tony being contender is that ship is that ship sink mma is supposed to be fun i still think if tony ferguson wants to still compete and he doesn't have to, but if he wants to, I still think there's a lot of fun fights for Tony Ferguson left. So I'm not I'm not giving up on that. Yeah, we don't need to throw him in there with these young, hungry whippersnappers anymore. Gregor like, Gillespie. What? Oh, he should fight Gregor Gillespie. No, no if I hear anyone, I'm no. sorry I even mentioned it, but I'm saying that's like exactly like the last thing we should be using uh, Tony Ferguson's remaining fights for is fighting like up and coming oh. contenders like Benil Dariush. I was, no, my my. I was thinking um, Tony Ferguson versus um, Paziz. <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean no, no. I, we're not gonna. Do, I was like, oh no, no. but no, no, Ar- no Armand Sarukian. No, none no of that. Sarukian, yeah, yeah. Please, no. But as a promoter, that's how you. That's but um, unfortunately for those gentlemen, they need victories like that. You know, so it's gonna be this. This is this is how every. Every fighter's career ends though. When they're at the it, top, you can't be at the top. And at some point, you're your feed for the prospects. So um, yeah, we'll see. Ooh, all right. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this fun one. <laughs> How that's about a, that that's Barboza, a great username? Virgo's KO. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to watch Brian. the Ennui, the Ennui Variety Hour. That's so good. That is so good. Uh, 
So for those who didn't see it on Twitter or hear it on the press conference show we were doing, um, I spoke to Shane Burgos probably a little over an hour ago at this point um, and just asked like how he was doing. Uh, he gave me permission to update everybody because I, I did reach out to him like just man to man and just asked about him. And then I was like, do you mind if I just throw this out there? And he goes, yep, go right ahead. Um, he was at the ER awaiting a CAT scan. Said he's all good. And then quote, he said, I remember everything. It was just a weird feeling that shut my legs off slowly. I'm a hundred percent safe, healthy, coherent, and remember it all. So he's fine. I don't know the results of CAT scan or anything like that. That's up for him to, to give the results if he wants to do so. But in terms of like his memory and, you know, the ending of the fight, like wasn't like a brain thing. It's just his body just kind of shut down on him. His legs kind of gave out and it's just a weird knockout. I've never seen anything quite like that before. Not, not with a punch of the face. Like I've seen it with like liver yeah, shots was, and stuff. We get that delayed yeah, reaction, yeah. but never like that. Yeah, we see body shot all the time. This was freaky. This was so freaky. But but it's but the shot the the the, the one two that like ended it. He hit him like clean. Like those look like knockout blows. It's it's. I am shocked that again he di- he didn't go down right away. They caught a really good angle of sort of you know like the over the shoulder, the over the Barbosa shoulder, uh, and you could see. I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying. Uh, you know, we know this now because it did turn out to be a knockout. Wait, slow down. I'm not what? Joe Rogan. Slow down. <laughs> I don't have. Yeah, I don't have the. I don't have the magic powers of Joe Rogan where I can diagnose broken limbs and and uh, tears and like concussions. Like as soon heart, as they happen, heart like rates, I, he's breathing a, heart rates. Yeah, <laughs> he's a gifted man. I have to say. I wish. I wish I had that kind of skill, but. Um, if you look, if you there's some replays, I'm sure they're all out there. You you can kind of see. First of all, it's amazing the Bar- like Burgos looks normal, like body wise looks normal. He's kind of like shifting side to side. Looks like he's getting ready to throw a strike, but his eyes kind of don't move during that whole time. His eyes are kind of just like staring. Not I don't know if they're staring at Barbosa. They're just kind of staring in a direction and they don't move. Even once he starts falling, his eyes don't change, and that's how you kind of, at least in that moment, you kind of see like, oh crap. There's nothing going on. Like it's just a temporary shutdown. It's like this is going to sound like such a, a a pithy comparison, but it's it almost looked like someone when they get up too fast. You get up to you get up too fast, and you're like, oh, I'm, and then you're like, oh, I'm normal, and then you just suddenly start falling. And and for us, it's just embarrassing for poor Shane. It obviously was uh, this accumulation of, of this damage in this fight and those two incredible knockout blows. But yeah, I don't. I, I just thought it was it was bizarre. We may not see it again for another uh, 50 years, or it's MMA. These things happen in trends. It may happen again next week. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very, very legitimate KO. He fell right down his face after. Uh, I think Mike Beltran, referee Mike Beltran, could have been a little bit quicker going in, but I also don't blame him because he was also probably like, what the hell just happened? I think that's what Barbosa uh, so. said too. He's like, what? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, Barbosa's like, I just <laughs> got to go in and finish, I guess, because the fight's not over. So, yeah, I'm not putting too much blame on, on Mike Transformers. No, he no, just no, said, no, I, don't. I don't even know if we'd even seen that before. So they don't teach that in in, uh, in ref school, I don't think. So, um, but yeah, very memorable. Might be the most memorable knockout we see uh, in the UFC this year. That was crazy. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was wild. And um, I'm very, um, I'm very, I'm very happy that the UFC took, um, made it top priority to send Burgos straight to the hospital, even though Burgos claimed that he was fine and everything. I, and I believe him too. But um, this is these type of um, these very competitive fights like this, especially a guy like Burgos who cuts a lot of weight to make 45. 
their brains are dehydrated still a little bit from the weight cut. And then competitive fight, their brains are bouncing around. These are the fights where you can have long-term, uh, very tragic uh, brain effects, you know, um, brain damage and stuff. So um, I'm, I really hope Shane's okay and this doesn't, because that mean that, he, that was a that was a that was a that was a bad knockout, and these things sometimes can really affect you for the rest of your career. So I really hope it doesn't do that because Burgos is clearly a very 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 talented featherweight who. Um, Unfortunately, with a knockout like that, we'll be out for a little bit. But the 75K should make it just a bit sweeter. <laughs> yeah, just uh, had another kid, so there you go. Yeah, congratulations to Edson Barboza. 3-0 is a featherweight. No more sleeping on that, man. No more sleeping on him. That was that was some performance. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah where, where do we – where where are we putting Barboza? Where, where, like, what's – Oh, it's easy. This is easy. The one that is, is the one that literally everyone's been calling for after after I've been getting tagged by a bunch of people who are calling for this matchup. But Mike, I, I'll let you say it. Dude, I it's, assume it's. I mean, this is this is no secret because if you listen on to the next one two weeks ago, I already mentioned this, and I'm going to stay with it. And even if Shane Burgos won, I, it still would be the same fight. It's Barboza versus Giga Chikadze. That is the fight to me. Oh, oh, you didn't. Okay, uh, yeah, I agree. I actually agree with that. Uh, the one I'm, I've been hit, but the one I was going to hit with a lot tonight was. Um, yeah, year. But again, we, it's hard to match it with a year just because we just don't know what his deal is yeah. when he plans to book a fight again. Uh, there's a lot of mysterious. Like the guy's camp is just very mysterious, uh, which is fine. That's that's fine. I'm not I'm not saying they have to you know be telling us in the media everything, but it is weird. We never hear just like anything from there about what their plans are. So uh, yeah, I think Giga's the option. Uh, yeah, year definitely in the conversation. Just where is yeah year? We have no idea. But um, yeah, great. It's just great to have Barbosa in that mix at 145. Oh man. That's so fun. It's, but for Barboza, is he is he going to be almost in the same position pretty soon that he was in at featherweight? I mean, that he was at lightweight in the sense that he was always – Barboza never fought for a title, but he was always that one fight away from fighting for the title, and then he'll lose that fight. Do we see Barboza actually winning that fight to get to that featherweight? I might say – He'll be the featherweight champion, but will he even will he fight for the featherweight belt eventually? He I don't could, know, man. He could. I mean, it's it's the road. It's a long road, man. It, it, if it happens, if it happens within the next two years, it'll be because like someone falls out and they need him. Because I mean, just look at the names here. You got Giga, you got Ige, you got Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett's coming back, maybe the end of this mm-hmm. year, early next year. You got Cater, you got Korean Zombie, you got Yair, you got Ortega, you got Max freaking Holloway, and then you have the champion. So, I mean, this isn't like a thing. This is like one of those tough divisions where you can't like, it's pretty hard to just like shoot somebody up 10 spots and throw them into into a fight because there's a lot of other guys who have like compelling arguments. Like if he passes like, like if Arnold Allen isn't getting a fight, like I would, I would do... I would do Barboza versus Chikadze. No issue with that. Chikadze is a top 10 guy. Total, totally fine. You got Ige versus Korean Zombie. Emmett's kind of the wild card because you don't know when he's coming back. I like the idea of doing Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. I think that makes a lot of sense for his comeback fight, which September, October is what Cater's looking at right now. Maybe sooner. If it was up to Cater, he'd fight freaking next week because he's an animal. Um, 
Yeah. And we don't even know what's happening with the title. Like we don't know when that title fight's going to happen. Oh God. So it's, oh, it's a long, it's a long road, man. It's a long road. Oh. Uh, so let's just say it now then. Uh, do you think Edson Barbosa will ever compete for the UFC featherweight title? I, if I have to, if I have to give a binary answer, I'll say, no, I don't think it happens. I want to say no, but freaking Charles Oliveira just won the title tonight. No, anything can happen. That's what I mean. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. And like, if you were a year from now, Barboza versus Brian Ortega. I don't know. Who knows? Well, not a year from now, but no, freaking tough. Oh, God. Volkanovsky. Maybe Volkanovsky clears well, out the yeah. division, right? And it's like, I need, you know, we need a veteran name to step in there with him. And yeah. there you go. But I was, I'll I, say no. I don't think he ever gets his touch. Wow. Hit. His his best chance will be to just ride the wave wherever the UFC wants to take him. Like no complaining. Don't say don't, you know. Don't say like I'm fighting a top five guy next or I'm not fighting. Like you just take the fights and you fight and you f- perform like you did tonight. And if you do that continuously, look at Michael Chandler. The phone rings and you say yes every single time. Good things happen, especially in a division this loaded and this packed. So. I'm not going to rule it out. I would say just based on the town, this division, I would say no, but would it surprise me? Hell no. Wouldn't surprise me. But as we kind of said earlier, I, talking I, about like, I, yeah. like I, I, let's, sorry. let's, let's not always focus necessarily on title stuff. Like we were saying with Ferguson, like, are there fun fights? Let's just, again, let's just enjoy that. There are so many fun fights for Barbosa at 145 for however long he plans it. And he can always go back up to 155 and there's more fun fights up there. So uh, good for him. He seems to be happy at 145, but man, oh my God. Just, are we matched between Barbosa and Ferguson at 55? One of the best fights ever. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't no wrestler. Oh man. I just, yeah. You made my heart. You, made, you woke me up. I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see him fight Felder again. I'd love to see a third Felder fight. If I'm being honest, I think that, I think that's unfinished business there, but I don't know. I, I, I that probably doesn't happen, but again, he just has so many options. And I know Burgos I mean, obviously needs to get healthy again, man. But I did Burgos now in a two fight losing streak. That sucks. Two, um, but I don't know. Burgos versus like like Lando Venata. <sighs> Lando. Why not? Two fight. You're on a two fight losing streak. Lando's now he had a good win. Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not next. Why not? Maybe not next. Where, 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 where's where's Burgos at now? You're giving Venata a top fifteen guy right up right off the bat with one win. Yeah, he's he, he, Lando, that's Lando's, insane. Lando's, Lando's Lando's a vet. Lando, I don't Lando, care. Lando, Lando, not in this division. All right, I think that's this perfect. isn't flyweight. This is not on, flyweight Casey, division. I think he barely won. He got thirty twenty seven according to oh, one judge. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. You're gonna jump Sadiq Youssef, Hakeem Dewadu, Mavzar Evluev, to fight Shane Bryce Burgos? Mitchell. To fight Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos on two fight losing. You fight a guy. Now you fight a guy way in the back of the line. Now you fight a you fight a tough guy in the back of the line. I think I like you're it. saying. I gotta think over this. He might be my wild card for for onto the next one. So that's that's I I I really enjoyed Lando at, at yeah. uh, Lando at one forty five today, but. Might be my wild card. We'll see. So then I'll I'll I'll, I'll get back to you on this one, Casey. All right. All right. All right. Another win. Another win. How about how about Venata versus Cub Swanson? I'm okay with that. He beats Cub. Then he can fight Shane Burgos. I don't know if those guys would fight each other because they, say, were, yeah, are they, they were training partners for a very long time. Maybe I think so. I'm yeah. Not sure. But well, yeah. Take 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 out the equation. Yeah. I mean, something why, something why, like why, that. Why, why, why do we want to do that to Cub? 
Like we're like we don't want like we don't want to throw we don't want to throw oh, but we don't want to throw Tony Ferguson in with like a uh, uh, who did I who did I say um, Fazis? But we we'll throw Cub Swanson in there. With a he, could beat, he could beat uh, Venata. I don't think I don't think I wouldn't look that as like a walkover can. at all. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't look at that as a walkover for Venata at all. Yeah, I. You guys aren't you guys aren't Venata believers. I, that's, what, that's all I'm sensing. I'm, I'm a I'm big Venata believer, but I'm kind of seeing what Mike is saying. Let's let's not rush. I need more. He kind of got rushed. He kind of got rushed after, he, like you know, he had the, the, his crazy debut, Tony. right? And then suddenly we were, and I was part of it too. I, I remember uh, when I was the outlet I was working at before MMA fighting, I was working at a score, and he was like one of my five guys who was like, "Will be a future UFC star." Uh, I don't even want to know who else I put in there. They probably all missed. <laughs> Mackenzie Dern was in there, so that was that was a pretty easy call. Mackenzie Dern was in there at the time, uh, but I know, yeah, Lando was certainly in that list as well, and. Uh, uh, there's still time. There's still time, but probably Absolutely. got pushed a little too soon. Yeah, so if Mike is saying, Andre, you know, how about Venata? Like Venata versus Jared Gordon is fine. Like he's a vet. Mm-hmm. That's a good step. That's a tough yeah. fight. I mean, Andre Feely is interesting. Casey's excited. Like, Casey wants just wants to see more Lando. Yeah, yeah, but I like, watch Lando you're, you're, I love watching so, Lando. So, fight. so, so freaking Larone Murphy. Like he, he just jumps just Larone again. Murphy. So, it's not so jumping. You're you're fighting a guy on a two fight losing streak. <laughs> Like this is the Lerone. easy this is the easy fight for Shane Burgos easy fight easy comeback oh, David Lerone, fight easy tune up fight for Shane Burgos Lerone David Sandin in the booked. comments is he yeah I can't I don't I don't remember booked. booked against someone yeah it's a good fight uh, yeah, I know I know who David's, it is I know when it is but I haven't confirmed the I haven't no. officially confirmed the other side so I can't tell you. David Sandin in the comments just reminded us that Cub gave uh, Lando his nickname. I think they actually mentioned yeah. that on oh, the yeah, broadcast. Right. Yeah, they, they were like they yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so Cubs, yeah. Cubs out. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cubs out. <laughs> I think they might still do it, but no, <laughs> no they, won't, they, won't, they won't. They won't do it. They won't do it. There's, freaking like, Bruce like, Lee Roy. Bruce like Lee Roy is listening to us right now. Like, how dare you, Casey Lydon? Bruce Lee Roy is like just winning fights left and right. How dare you, Bruce Lee Roy? How dare you? Is he going to be the next UFC champ after like forty-five fights in the UFC? Gosh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Dude, there's a lot of fun fights for, for Lando. Gavin Tucker would be awesome. Like he's there's there's so many. Billy Q's there. fun. He's, there's so many. Lando outside someone, yeah. No, you can't screw you can't you can't you can't screw up booking Burgos. You can't screw up booking Venata. So Yeah. So, Casey's um, Casey ready to throw Lando Venata in and in, in to, to face the winner of Volkanovsky versus Ortega. This is unbelievable. <laughs> he fought Tony Ferguson on his first fight on twenty on twenty minutes notice. He can do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking speaking of horrendous <laughs> scorecards, thirty twenty seven for Grundy was the that, worst scorecard of the night. That just made zero sense. Uh, I, I'll say it was. I thought it was actually a really good fight, and I actually like like I tweeted like, man, this this. Can I swear on our post fight show, Casey? Fuck What's no. Policy on swearing. <laughs> I was like, this shit is high level. I was like, this is a great. This is a. I was like, this is a great, great fight. Like I had La- I had Lando clear. I think clearly winning two of the three rounds. Uh, but I mean, Grundy was in there. It's, it's a, Grundy was catching him a lot. Um, I don't know if it was the I, I can't remember how, how the commentary was calling the fight. Grundy was actually he was landing a lot, but I mean, he definitely was losing the striking. Yeah. Uh, Lando's takedown defense was awesome. awesome. His takedown defense was so because Grundy isn't is a really really good wrestler, and Grundy it, it's not like he had an off night. I think his wrestling was on point. It's just that uh, uh, Venata it was so prepared, uh, and uh, and yeah, got out of some sticky situations. So it was it was a really exciting fight. I just yeah, I just can't imagine. Grundy winning more than one of the rounds. If you want to give him one, I could totally understand. With three, 30 27 is just, just wild. Right. And no. 
I love when 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 DC is like really on, he's on. And I thought DC did a great job um, breaking down Grundy's strategy and mm. and not necessarily mix mixing his martial arts. You know, basically, I thought Den Tho- uh, Den Thomas was great too. Has the kind of the the fourth person in the booth, booth whatever whatever you want to call that. Thought mm-hmm. Den sounded great, and I thought they just gave great breakdowns of this fight in particular of just um, Grundy's limitations and and um, what he would need to do and what Bonato was doing good. And I just liked it a lot. And, um, you know, make sure I want to give a thumbs up to those guys. Did a great job um, breaking down that fight. Yeah, I love Dean in that role. Great yeah. spot for him. I love Trevor Whitman, but if he's busy, call, call Dean. Absolutely. Totally fine with it. Do a couple more. I thought Wright deserved performance of the night. Fast finish on the card. I'm torn on this one because I just, I don't know. I, I think you have to weigh a lot of factors in into like awarding these. Like I think Muni's submitting Jacare is like, there's just no beating that. There's just, yep. You just can't beat it. I feel like Jordan Wright stopping Jamie Pickett no, and this is no this is no disrespect. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. But in terms of like level of competition, this was this was the lowest level win on the entire fight card. Like you're still you're still getting like I I I, I thought the days of shooting for a takedown and getting elbowed five thousand times in a row, I thought these days were over. Like I thought we've gone beyond this. <laughs> Apparently we haven't. And yeah, I mean, listen, Jordan Wright is a savage. That was a savage performance. And he came, he, he shot it like a freight train and finished the fight. And it was impressive. But of like all the finishes on the card, this is probably in my eyes, just based on like all the criteria, I think they probably use. This is probably like last on the list for me. What do we think about Jordan Wright, though? He reminds uh, me of Bo Burnham. You know who <laughs> Bo Burnham is? The actor? That's pretty he's about good. To play a, you'll know who he is. You know, Mike, you definitely know. He's about to play Larry Bird in the uh, Lakers the Lakers biopic that's coming out. Uh, people might have seen him. He was in Promising Young Woman. was an Academy Award-nominated uh, film this year. So he's, he was a YouTube guy before. I don't know. That was, my, that was the first time I saw him in the movie. Okay, he kind of reminds me of Bo Burnham. We're talking more about Bo Burnham than Jordan Wright now. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, what do we think of Jordan Wright? Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. It's a, a fantastic name. Fantastic. R.I.P. Chris Farley is a great name. Um, he just he he just looks like I saw people making sort of sage North Cuddy jokes because um, he does seem like a clean cut young man, a traditional martial artist. So I, I understand. I understand the appeal to that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I look, he's unassuming. If people are wondering like why, why we're kind of not getting around to talking about him until now and almost sort of, and by, and by the way, I, I know it sounds, it sounds so silly. Like we're saying a 64 second uh, TKO on a UFC card doesn't, you know, was not deserving of a bonus in this. If you're, if you're picking four uh, bonuses, but again, his, his time will come. I, uh, if we're overlooking him, then um, I mean, by all means call us out for it. I, I think it's certainly possible we are, uh, but I do think his, his, it's, uh, Mike mentioned it, and Casey always mentions when we're talking about bonuses that context matters, competition matters. Um, Jamie Pickett again just doesn't have that reputation in the UFC yet. He's now zero and two. He might be out of the UFC after this fight. So, yes, finishing someone like him as opposed to finishing someone like Jack Ray is a big difference. So, um, but yeah, I, I think Jordan Wright has a lot of potential to be 
I'm not gonna say a star, but but certainly a reliable uh, fan favorite for the UFC. Someone they can put on a, rec- a guy who will become recordable. Uh, the UFC can run main cards. Yeah, I think he has potential. I absolutely think he could be a star in this, but more like hmm. a star in that uh, Chase Hooper type of star. <laughs> just, uh, just you know, I don't know if you, if you get a chance to watch his post fight um, interview backstage. Um, you just learn a lot more about Jordan, Jordan Knight, Jordan Wright, <laughs> Jordan Wright. Hey, Boston Zone. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I watched Jordan. I, I I met him years ago when he trained at Albuquerque, and he he stuck out like a sore thumb because he would wear, he wore these super colorful spats. He doesn't carry himself like a fighter. He's not like because like he'll be in the same match with like Diego Sanchez and, and Cowboy Cerrone and like and they're in Lando, and then there's Jordan Wright. You know Jordan Jordan yeah Jordan now I got Jordan Knight in my head Jordan Wright, and um, he's just like. I'm like, is that? I, I remember talking to Greg Jackson. He's like, is he any good? It's like he's throwing these crazy kicks. Does that really work? He's like, oh no, he's 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 a hard worker. He's a, he's a, he's gonna he's going places. And I was like, okay. So um, super nice, happy for him, and um, yeah, we'll see we'll see what's in the future for him. But with this win, I mean, yeah, he definitely has a few more. Well, I, at least a minimum three more times. We'll see him in the UFC. Yeah, he needs. Can you just rattle off some wins? Yeah. Like it's it's tough. Like I, I kind of feel for him because of the contender series thing, and you know people look at his record and they're like, "Oh, he fought a bunch of cans," which I think is you know kind of unfair. Just you know, just you get these fights and you fight them, and that's who you fight. Like sometimes you have control over that, and sometimes you don't. Um, the win over Ike Villanueva was, I mean, it was a cut, so he didn't get a ton of credit for that. The Joaquin Buckley knockout loss kind of stings a little bit um you know but listen get get him in there build his confidence give him give him wins yeah. you know give him some wins and let his personality shine he's he's like he's like a combination of bo burnham sage northcutt with like a sprinkle of jordan levitt like just a little yeah. bit of all of those guys <laughs> just uh just a, a unique touch, dude. A he, is, he is him a little touch of levitt <laughs> good dude very nice guy Oh, it was the Chukagian tap legit? Oh, come on! This bad nah. What Love was you, up? John. What was up with that? That was clearly. Uh, I I get I get the I get going. Oh, just look at that real quick. Okay, but the, I felt like they rolled that replay like ten times. It was weird. Like was it was it, did I just also, imagine that? I felt like they they were really kind of really breaking it down like this Cooter film. <laughs> they were also talking about it before they went to the replay. I, I don't know if it was uh, uh, Cormay who brought it up first. And then Rogan, who said that the truck had told him that they should check it out. So uh, I put a lot of the blame on Rogan, on, okay. but I still, I know, and I, and I don't take it back because I do think um, the way he, him and Cormier both the way, kind the of way they framed it, was framed very, it was yeah. so bizarre. Like, like, oh, this is a fishy thing, and we have to check out. And it's like, it's like you, know, you got you got to be a little more neutral, I think, when you're introducing these things because now again we have people asking this question. I saw people on social media again, a lot of reactions saying they thought they got tap, and again, that's not entirely on the commentaries uh, team, but I, I didn't see anything live, and I didn't even notice till they started talking about it. In the show, the replay. Hell no, that wasn't a tap. It, no, this is this isn't. Uh, no. uh, who's the guy? Did, who's the guy who just fought Verdum? Uh, uh, the Verdum's opponent. Cesar. Yes, Fajera. Uh, <laughs> no, not 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 Muchans. No, <laughs> Henan Henan Fajera, I think. 
Hinan Fahid, I think. Uh, but uh, apologies, yeah, I got yeah. that wrong. But no, no, there's no, there's no controversy. I think they were trying and, to and, and credit to the commentary team. Yes, they replayed it, but once they were done with the replay, they never brought it up again. Okay. And, I think I think Den right. Thomas came in and, and basically shut up, shut it down real quick. It's like, no, she looks like she's reaching for her hand. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and even um, the producer Zach Candido, who Anik references a lot on the broadcast, uh, he was on Twitter and he even put out like a, a quick little thing saying, like, listen, wasn't a tap, but still, I figured like with the context of the broadcast, it was important to bring up the replay and show you guys. Like he was an open book about it, and that yeah, was I don't it. Mind the replay, that was, but I. Yeah, I agree. I think AK yeah. was correct. It was, it was the framing that Rogan did that kind of okay. yeah. Ro- and, Rogan and DC, and DC, and DC, oh, DC, DC probably too. more. But I should oh, say, I should have gone. Okay. I should have gone harder on DC. Yeah, I think it's a little more DC that was kind of pushing it. Uh, look, they just want some of that PFL heat. Everyone was talking about that Verdum uh, Fajeda fake tap thing. All right. I get it. I get it. You want to you want to get on some of that heat? Man, fake tap kids. The kids love the fake taps. Love them. Hey, man, hey, the UFC need they they need that promotional push somehow. They gotta get this is true. Yeah, they gotta get a buzz exactly. Going. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listen. If you're Ara Ujo's management team, maybe you file a little appeal <laughs> with the the crazy Texas Commission. Maybe yeah. they'll they're just crazy enough to 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 overturn. We didn't have a lot of controversy no, no. here, but maybe Don't we get some some post fight sting here. You know, I would I would Don't do, do that. Let's keep let's keep it on Jakeyan real quick. Uh, all right, we'll do this and maybe one more. Is Chukagan screwed as long as Valentina Shevchenko show? I know she has won three of her last four fights. Just hard to match her up. I think Lauren Murphy, if she beats JoJo, has to be next. I think if JoJo wins, she has to be next. Listen, Kaylin Chukagan won the fight, but the biggest winners of all were Lauren Murphy and Joanne Caldord because Viviani Arujo was the wild card in this whole thing. If she went out there, if she, like, I scored a 29-28 Arujo. Had she gotten the decision... It wouldn't have been enough, anyways. But if Arujo like went out there and just like put it on her and like 30 26 her or stopped Caitlin Chikagan, she could have jumped both of those ladies. Like it was very possible. Um, but now it's a clear path. June 12th, we will have another a number one contender. It's either Lauren Murphy or Joanne Caldor. Whoever wins that fight will fight Valentina next. I think we can all agree with that, right? Yeah. Um, last thing about Chikagan, we can answer this quick yes or no. Can Chikagian do anything inside the Octagon that will get her rematch with Valentina? Yeah, she'd have to get a finish, but it's just not. <laughs> just a finish. It, <laughs> Is that all she, she needs, needs to get a finish? She she has no finishes in the UFC, right? I, I'm not mistaken in this, right? She has. It's, she's it's, never. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, the amount of decisions. She has three finishes in her career. Uh, 20 fights, 16 victories, 13 by decision. And by the way, guys, look, we're not saying decisions are the worst thing in the world. You can you can win a lot of exciting decisions, right? You know, sometimes you just don't you don't get finishes. But she definitely has a style which is, as we said, is kind of easy to critique. It's easy for fans to kind of scoff at and not not really get into. Um, so yeah, I think the question was that Joseph Boza that asked. I think. Um, well, I'm, I think I'm it has asking, a lot I'm of a, merit. I'm, a, I'm asking. And you're, and you're asking. Yeah, I think the question has a lot of merit. It, it, I She would have to do something. If she could win, because if she wins, this, I thought, like I said, was one of her more exciting fights. And I still saw people crapping on it. Yeah. So if she wins like three more fights like this, I, I still don't think she gets a title shot with Valentina on top. They just don't want to see. There's just no reason to want to see that fight again. And, and again, that sucks. You know, in, in, in a perfect so world, it'd be like, right, yeah. I, feel like I don't know, mandatory challenges like boxing. I, but. I almost feel like she's almost like a, a poor woman's Holly Holm trying to fight sure. Amanda Nunes again. You know, it's just like, we're like, oh, we saw it one time already, you know. 
but um, without without having the Ronda Rousey you know, yeah, without having, to like yeah, that, the, that you could just ride that for like literally yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, she doesn't even have that moment. So yeah. All right. So, sorry. Well, let me yeah, but guess what? But but guess what? If Holly Holm goes out there in her next fight and like starches somebody, she would get a title shot. Like she would. She would get a title mm-hmm. shot. I mean, it's okay. they're in two completely different places. Yeah, well, which is just bizarre to think about. But yeah, Chukagian, tough man, and she, even she knows it. She called it Alexa Grasso. She called it Alexa Grasso. She's not sitting there screaming at the rooftop saying, "I'm next. Give me the damn title shot." She's like, "I'm going to go back. I'm just going to start knocking off these contenders." And you know what? I dig it. I dig it. I think she's very smart. That would be horrible I, matchmaking for <laughs> the USC. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. No, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. But in terms of building up contenders for Valentina, which they are in constant desperate need to, Chikagian, the, the matchmakers must freaking hate Chikagian because all she does is talk <laughs> about contenders, and they need to build up contenders for to, to sell Valentina fights. Um, yeah, Grasso's yeah. an, Grasso's Lee, an Andrew interesting Lee test for her, though. Yeah, Grasso's an interesting I- test for her. Because she's, she's a really good striker, yeah, really good striker, she, I, and now she sure. could she's got some wrestle in her back pocket now too. So, but you know who else was an interesting test for Rihanna Arujo? So didn't didn't quite did not work out for Arujo tonight. Like you said, it was a, it was a pretty close fight. Uh, no, but I absolutely respect you, Kagan. Like I said, just calling other names out because listen, if you cannot be if you cannot be the bell of the ball, uh, you can at least spoil the party for everyone else. And I and I have yeah. so much respect for. That. <laughs> Is that, is that your motto? Is that, is, that your, is that your motto, AK? I have, I have ruined many parties in my day. Uh, so I, I have – Caitlin Chukang is a, definitely is a kindred spirit. Prince of positivity, yes. the bell of my ball. All right, last question. What do we got? I said we're going 30 minutes. We're yeah, over an hour now. Sorry. Uh, we had to do it. Uh, oh, we're going to end it on a downer because oh, the answer is absolutely – the, the answer is absolutely yes. Like, oh. no matter how that fight ended. Like, if Munoz just won the fight, that was probably the last time we see Jacare. Like, no, that's I'll, four I'll losses in a row. You think he fights again in the UFC? Oh, this says in the UFC? Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought it just said the last time we see him fight. Um, oh, I do think they give him another fight. I do think they give another fight. I think they want, I think we have ourselves, I think he ends up on an ESPN main card. We at least have ourselves a nice story of a, a, a proper farewell where he's hopefully not matched up with someone who can snap one of his limbs. Um, yeah, no. Uh, if I were, if I were, if I were betting, of course, I'd say he's, we said this before, um, before the, the, before the previous shows, he's a big ticket item. He's a over two hundred thousand dollars. Last time we checked, a show money. It's a lot of money. So yeah, he could obviously go the Alistair Overeem route, the Anderson Silva route, and just kind of part ways with the company. But if he's willing to either take less for his next fight, or if they don't mind taking that one more one more big hit from Jacare, I I think they give him one more shot to go out on a on a less grisly note. I think he goes, I think he gets one more shot, and it'll, it'll be against it'll be like the veteran vet versus prospect. I'd like yes, yeah, like Jacare versus Jordan Jordan Wright, something like that. I'm not saying Jordan Wright. In particular, oh, there it is. But, uh, there it there is. There you go. That's something. Yeah. yeah. Throw them in there. Just uh, an an easy easy tune up victory for Jacare Souza. There you go. See, we ended on a positive note. See, there you go. <laughs> I'm not even gonna answer this question then. How about that? <laughs> we already did. You already did. Casey and I are trying yeah, to try to. There's just no way. There's just no way. Well, Jacare a good fight to leave to leave the UFC on. He's lost four in a row. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Donald Trump has lost 29 billion fights in a row. We're still going to get one more BJ fight. Penn. Tony Ferguson's going to get like, another fight. Donald could fight next with- week. Jacare cannot fight next week. He, no, he'll, he'll stare at his arm. He'll like, oh, I'll just use this arm more. He's good. I mean, Jack, listen, uh, let me <laughs> agree. Jacare, Jacare yeah. would fight next week, <laughs> but he he can, he physically cannot would, fight next no, week. Yes, that he would not be allowed to. I would hope so. That's a losing attitude. I'd like to see him fight again. I, I, if, they, if they brought him back, I, I would love it. I love Jacare. He's fun. He's great. He's a legend. Jacare, I just Jacare don't versus, see it happening. Jacare versus 2022. 2022. He'll be back. One more. Yeah, one more. That's one it. Now we got this. No, no, one more fight. No, no more questions. Oh, no more questions. <laughs> We're done. No more questions. Hey, we gotta hit. I, I, I didn't bring. I didn't put it. I didn't put it up on the screen. Any Jake Paul questions? We got them. I didn't put them up. And yet you had to mention his name. We're, we're not even on air right now. There's no one's hearing this. It's just oh. Like, oh, okay, you're right. Sorry, I'm already ta- off the air. <laughs> I'm taking the Dana White approach. That whole situation at this point. Like, stop asking me about it. <laughs> Did he answer the question though? About it was about GSP. He didn't answer the question. No, because he's smart. He knew what he was doing. And then he turned yeah, on the media. So is it true? He gave his version of no comments, which was of course not. He doesn't just say no comments. He said a lot of other stuff too. But it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Who knows? But listen, we're getting out of here. We're done. Me and AK are going to be recording on to the next one in like six and a half hours, and uh, I'm ready. I'm already ready. I have my ideas already. So until then, <laughs> all right, we, we're ending on our positive note for Casey. Okay. I'm Mike Hack. Hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.